Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level, but didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. I'm Neil Young, and I could give a shit if you play your music on my podcast. Old man. <laughs> Take a look at yourself. I know you, I told you this. Like so that, that song I used to watch behind the music from VH1 <laughs> in my hotel rooms when I was traveling, building a financial VH1 was good coming. back then. Oh, man, it was really and good. MTV so, used to be good. Anyway, what, what I like better go to YouTube about those and look up the real, about Yeah. It. Yeah, and, and because it's my interpretation of him. But, like, that was – if you go look at YouTube, there's a whole thing about Neil Young and how he bought this ranch, and he was out on it, and there was a cowboy riding across it, and he came up with the lyrics for, hey, old man, take a look at yourself. You're a lot like me. You've heard the story. You know the story. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, it was pretty cool. But, anyway, I was actually expressing uh, – I was creating a pair <laughs> – like you. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that that's well, it. It's funny because Brian, he's always like, "We're driving, you know," because we got a lot of windshield time. And he's like, "Man, these are the coolest lyrics." And my brain—it's like my kid's brain. Math is just easy for him, right? Yep. Just throw math at him. Well, my brain doesn't <laughs> hear music. I, I no, hear I the, think you'd be surprised. I Your brain the, doesn't interpret the interpret yeah. the words, yeah. but you do remember them because you remember a lot of songs, and you're like, boom, <laughs> well, you're on with them. It, but it, I'm it, like, I, I don't know. I don't hear. I, what's it about? And, and uh, so I like listening because yeah. I remember. Yep. But what's the, what's the guy? Uh, wh- who's the guy who fell off the cliff uh, sheep hunting in Montana? <laughs> oh my God. Um, uh, 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 Hank Williams. Jr. Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was he intoxicated? No, he, he slipped. The, the 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 footing they were they were cross uh, hilling right and he got hurt um, pretty bad. Side hilling. Oh, almost died. Is in a in they induced a coma. Blah blah blah. You'll have to go watch that too. But anyway, what happened was the guide went in front of him, and then the sun came, and then he went across it, and the snow ridge that they were oh it snapped broke, poof, and he went down three hundred feet. But anyway, go ahead. That's well, why he wears sunglasses. His was, face is all checked so, up. So for, for those friends of ours that are listening on Spotify today, that's about all the Neil Young you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> exactly. And that was the parody that I was trying to create was the Joe Rogan, I, Neil I Young. Because were. <laughs> they, were um, they were having a stick measuring contest, I guess. And it yeah, looks like it, 11, million beat, 11 million an episode beat uh, 6, 6 million, million a month. A month. <laughs> so in a year or two, if somebody does come across this podcast at a later date. We don't know how that story is going to end up shaking so, out, but that's the way it is today. That, that That's my other analogy. You don't walk up to Mike Tyson and say, I don't really think you can hit that hard, right? Yeah. You, you don't get into a fight with Joe Rogan over because <laughs> you're going to lose. Uh, pretty unbelievable. You don't but tug on <laughs> Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. Yeah. You, <laughs> you don't know, pull the, the mask off the Croce. old Lone Ranger and you don't mess around with Jim. Jim Croce. That's right. Um, that's right. And he died in an airplane accident <laughs> he hitting did. a uh, um, pecan tree is that because the, they didn't get it cleared in time. Is that the and, guy who uh, was the custodian yep. or something? No, he won a contest. That was how he got his artist uh, singing. And then he ran uh, that. The, his first big hit was uh, um, uh, Operator. Uh, um, was it Operator or was it? Uh, you don't mess around with Jim. Nope. Oh, um, uh, the one where he. Uh, uh, um, I'm uh, the. 
Oh, Dad Gummit, you keep you you you. Uh, hey, you guys Brian. just wake me up when we're done talking about music. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, now we're gonna get it. What's the one about going south to fight the uh, um, uh, can of beans? Um, oh, that that was the Battle of New Orleans. Better, that's Johnny that Horton. Horton. Johnny Horton. So, so that's Johnny Horton's. That's way better than John, Neil Young. Johnny Horton was one of the first <laughs> ones. Um, and so was John so, yeah, Denver. He was. No, yeah, kidding. that was one of his first big hits. So he anyway. was. You it can was. always listen. I used to, to like that crap. So anyway, let's move on. My so, dad's a big fan. We can listen to Ted Nugent, Fred Bear's song instead of Neil Young. All right. Well, welcome to the Bone Cave. We're Good talking point. about Neil Young today, <laughs> and what a um, and how we've barred him. He's more him like from Neil Spotify Old. Too, so. Sweet Home so, Alabama. Yeah, that was Young will remember a Southern man and don't need him around anyhow. Exactly. Um, that's exactly right. Leonard Skinner. Yeah, uh, that was my favorite <laughs> band growing up in high school. I know they it, were awesome. They died in a, uh, some of them died in a plane crash. They too, did too, but that was because they didn't put enough fuel in it. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we've we've had the trivial, yeah. uh, um, trivia. Yeah, I, I music yeah. and Doctor Hook over here is acting got, like he's uh, not interested. That's right. No, no I just. <laughs> But, you know, speaking about the Joe So, Rogan, just so oh. you know, the Van Zants too, one started a little place thing called 38 Special. The other one took over um, his band, and uh, there was Ronnie, Eddie, and Donnie Van Zant. Yeah. Boom. So, all right. Now we can just move on. But, you know, the thing about the Joe Rogan thing is that he, he – I think some of these other people don't want to be on his thing because when there's not 270 of them saying the same thing – I don't think when they're by themselves, they really want to deal with Joe Rogan asking them all these questions because they're not going to be able to back it up. Well, here's the yeah. funny thing. In my opinion. I watched some of it. I mean, it's like three hours long, and so I watched – Four hours with poor Peterson. Well, I don't know, but it was I, – I watched just snippets of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the guy – the guy is one of the co-inventors, allegedly, of mRNA technology, vaccine technology, oh, right? right, right. He's not a dummy. He's got like nine patents. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the guys, right? And w was it misinformation or was, he, or was he talking about it and just, okay, here's some things. Here's some things to think about, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it, was, it, was it misinformation, COVID misinformation? It was a different opinion. Yeah, to say, to say you know. Well, I'm, in all of that, let me say this. Welcome to the Bone <laughs> Cave. We are happy to have you here today. Mary's standing here. She just got out of her office. She's going to be leaving at 530 tonight. It's Arizona application season. I'll give you that much of what time it Wyoming is. Wyoming Elk finished yesterday. And Wyoming Elk finished yesterday. And Marty Robbins is um, uh, something cantina, Rose's Cantina, Marty Robbins. El Paso. El Paso, thank you. Boom. <laughs> so I love Marty Robbins. But anyway, um, out in the West Texas town of, of El Paso. Paso. Anyway, all right. We'll it's keep funny, moving. funny. You remember the song more than the person who sang it. Uh, yeah, I, I do both. I yeah. have this. Yeah. My, There's a lot my, of 80s music. I don't remember the singer. I'm pretty good at that, too. But I know the song. <laughs> my brain fog is, is uh, my COVID. Is lifting? Fog is lifting. So anyway, welcome to the Bone Cave. Now you know what we talk about frivolously. We get into controversial conversations. The funny thing is, is we like to uh, spew this banter, okay, or this rhetoric, and we all have some of the same values, but different ideas. It's like I heard about about six or nine months ago, maybe it was a year or two ago, I don't remember, but uh, somebody said the difference between the Republican Party and the Democrat Party 30 years ago, 40 years ago, wasn't what they wanted. It was how they were going to get there. 
Does that make sense? They all wanted a free yep. America. Yep. They all wanted better quality of life. They all wanted secure borders. And uh, um, now now it, it's not so much that way. But anyway, nope. the Bone Cave is interesting, and we have a lot of stuff. So anyway, I'm Brian Maiman, founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors, and I'm here with uh, Mr. Brian Martin today. Um, I'm also got Brad Dana across from me and Bleep, so as you've heard all of us well, so far. Fine. so. And we're adjusting headsets. Yeah, that's, um, that's Brian whispering, but he's not really whispering. It's too loud. Um, <laughs> as I'm, I'm introing our podcast. So anyway, today we're going to talk about the shows um, uh, and the new year and what's going on in 2022. Okay, and so if you're listening to this a few years from now, just know that this was 2022. But um, this is what I would call the breakup year from um, this pandemic, this 20 month pandemic you know what i'm saying and we all feel that two way two weeks stop the stop the uh, it's 22 months now yeah so it's actually 23 months it started like the first couple of days in march right because we were all on our way back it felt like the world was closing behind us coming back from iowa on in march on that show when it was uh fredland uh martin you and me and saku um and saku was in that truck too so anyway there just, was a lot of music going on in that truck yeah interesting um what was happening and and what was going on. Um, so if you hear some aggressive chewing, that's Brian Martin eating not wild game. Um, so anyway, um, so today we are going to talk about the shows and what's going on in the show season, what we're seeing, um, you know, I guess post-COVID. Is that what you would yeah, say? Yeah, we've done uh, Sheep Show, Shot Show, and SCI. SCI. And, and we did and, not and, do Grand Slam Ovis. Uh, just simply because I needed to come home for a few days, and uh, it was pretty crazy. But um, but I, I just want to take a real quick moment and tell you thank you. We just came off of the best month ever for our podcast with downloads. We did. And, and I just want to tell everybody how much I really – enjoy bringing this to you and so do we but I, i'm speaking for myself here you guys want to say something you can but i don't really give a no anyways i'm teasing um but it's sincerely i, I it just you blows need, me away you need more of a strategic pause if you're going to use the bleep as a bleep as a pause just no telling you it was no gonna... big deal um so self bleep i don't even know what that means when he says different stuff like that i'm confused <laughs> so as i'm going to finish this thought thank you correct Thank you for listening. The craziness of this is that we literally spent hundreds of thousands bringing a television show to the world to bring hunts and content that I don't want to say wasn't, but it was a different twist on it, right? And and it was great, and we had a great fan base. More entertainment. Yeah. And, and, and now this, because there's a lot of great shows out there. Um, then, then we've done some other things, but this podcast has been amazing, um, the amount of support it's had. And we, we really appreciate it, and we work hard to prepare for it every week. And we just want all of you to know that we appreciate you sharing it with everybody and just the support you've given us. We have made a commitment that we're not going to sell uh, radio ad spots or, you know, we'll take this moment to pay for this podcast. The podcast is paid for out of pure joy of us doing it and wanting to bring you an unbiased um, look at what we're doing, products, hunts, opportunities, fishing adventures whatever that might be. And I just want to say a big shout out. Thanks a bunch. And then also um, we just had a record membership month um, and we are going to do a podcast on our internal draw system because that's been getting a lot of, lot of attraction and attention to. And so overall, before we get started, thank you. We appreciate you and uh, let's roll. Amen. Okay. Uh, okay, gentlemen, 
show season. Show season. So we're we're just. What do you like best about shows? We're Brian midway Martin. through show season. I would say. Right uh, after twenty some years of never missing any shows, I've missed two this year. I had COVID the entire time, and then the year before, nobody went to any shows. Yeah, you were pretty sick too, weren't you? There are vaccines. I was right? definitely contagious for at least two shows, maybe three shows. I wouldn't have been acceptable to go in. So. So you're um, contagious. I don't know. Right now, I shouldn't be contagious, but I, I think I was contagious for at least 10 days on my. So how long are you contagious for? I think it depends. I mean, Mary was saying that probably five to 10 days, and it could be a little bit longer. Well, the CDC says five days now after a positive uh, uh, COVID test, you can quarantine yourself, and you're welcome to go back out. So my question is, is um, as long as we're not we're talking back about COVID and not the shows, because here's the funny thing about shows. We had our British Columbia resource and outfitter down and for guides. the sheep show and with all his guides. Yep. And they all got and COVID. And so every one of them couldn't get back into Canada because they tested positive for COVID one day after we all left them. Now, um, that was six days before I was exposed to Mary, who had COVID, and you had COVID at that exact same time. I had COVID about, a, about so five days how after do Mary. I not, how do I not know I have COVID now <laughs> that I got it when I was just at Walmart, where um, every time I walk in, my IQ goes up at least 1%. <laughs> you don't really, but no, you know when you got body aches and a fever and you're hacking, you know, and then you take the test, it's, it all kind of adds Some up. Some of that has to do with I'm 52. And you've had COVID. <laughs> the body aches and fever. No, I'm teasing. All right. Well, so so you you you. That's funny because you weren't at shows, right? And uh, what's your favorite thing about the shows? You know what? Getting out and seeing everybody again. Um, it's fun being in the booths, and you know we don't we don't see a ton because we're pretty busy when we're there. But it's fun just getting out and uh, getting immersed in the culture again. Um, Hanging out with the TV celebrities. No, that's not. <laughs> That's not my favorite. Part Worst of it. business model in America. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Trying to, to actually, you, well. s you see him running around. I, I, it doesn't matter. Doesn't Let's keep sense. going. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I like seeing. You know, there's some stuff they're interested in. I, you know, my sheep's at one of the taxidermists stopped by, and um, we we had a lot of people that we usually see that didn't make it to the shows this year. Um, I've had a lot of people calling yeah. me about some of the shows that are coming up, and they're they're uh, they're feeling remorseful that they missed some of these shows. You know, I think I think people just like getting out. It's January, it's February. It's two three months after hunting season, right? And they're unless uh, you're a whitetail hunter, they're missing all of the outdoor, uh, all of the stuff that goes along and being around like-minded people and whatnot. So you know, I've we got uh, the expo coming up. I've had people calling me that have never been there. Is this a good show to go to? You know, what do you think? You know, should I go to this one? You guys going to be there? Yeah, we have a huge booth at the expo, by the way. Um, we have a lot of Is people. It six in the booth. or eight, I think. What's that? Six or eight spots, ten foot. Uh, no, we don't have eight spots. We have four spots, I think. But four, but too deep. Yeah. Um, what do we have? Yeah. Which one? I'm sorry. Expo. I think you have twenty by uh, forty. Expo, we have a twenty by forty. Yeah, so we, it's we have eight, two, eight, we have, eight, ten yeah, footers. We have, eight. Yeah, we we have, have a giant booth at the expo. And, but we got a lot of people there. So um, if you go there, stop by. Um, you know, people talk about the $5 draws. U Utah has a neat thing where they have $5, $5 draws. Got to show up to play. You got to show up, though. You got to be there to, to push I th your I card. Think that I think that, that that's actually, like, 
because like the sheep show let's talk specifically about the sheep show that in we're in reno in reno yep. and it'll be in reno next year um they their draw comes from a similar concept all the big shows like that that are getting that that type of person there uh, that type of hunter i should say or adventure seeker um, a lot of them fly in and come in and invest their time because there are location-specific opportunities for them. And like the less than one sense? club and all this yep. stuff. Yep, less yeah. than one club, um, uh, tr- uh, three-quarter club, You're not going to be able club. to make the less than one club, Brian. No, Sorry. I'm not in the less than one club. <laughs> but but Nora, could, no, could you tell me what those are? Yep, so the less than one club is you've never uh, killed a sheep. You, there's a drawing just for everybody in that, a and, North American sheep. And then okay. there's a less than one international, which means you never shot an international one. So so there you go. So that's one. The um, 50% club or the um, yeah the half, half, slam, club, half, half slam, slam club is for anybody that's got two of them. Okay. So then, the four, there's four there's four in the Rocky in the North American slam. Desert, stone, doll, bighorn. Yep. And, and the Fannin counts with the stone and the Cali counts with the um, Rocky. Rocky. So anyway, what happens is is they have these drawings, especially at the sheep show, for anybody that is short a sheep or two because they want to make an opportunity for the average and ordinary guy that has extraordinary luck to be able to go hunting. <laughs> Did I say so that like, right? Uh-huh. So like at the sheep show, the guy won uh, the three-quarter slam draw, and he you know ran up there, and he's super excited, and they say, what are you hunting? He goes, oh, I need a bighorn. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, that's what so wow. it, it depends, you know. Um, Just like that. Yeah, it's pretty so, funny, and, and actually. It, it wasn't my name. So, so, so people fly in from all over the world to get into these drawings and literally be a part of that show. Now, what that also does is it brings a certain genre of person in and or hunter that, that is specific to that sheep um, environment. And traditionally, that person is a little bit more affluent Um because of the price of these animals to go at the sheep hunt. show. Yeah, at the sheep show. Well, That's what we're talking. Well, there's we're, a reason yeah. they call we're it sheep, about the sheep fever. Show. I've seen guys that spend half their yearly income on, on on a hunt sometimes when they're young. When they're young, yeah. yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, and I and I get that. And so um um it's, you know, it's it's weird. You you hear people say sheep hunting is one of those things you either love or you hate. Um, and I think what happens is when you everybody hates it to some degree. It's just that when you come home from hating it, if you can't stop thinking about going back, then you're probably falling in love with it. <laughs> well, and, and is it is it just sheep though? Because like mountain goats, it's the same exact hunt and it's a blast. Yeah, th- th- yeah, but not the same for me. Um, I, I like mountain goats. I could see myself hunting. Mountain goats are easier to hunt and see. They're just in really du- rough terrain. Sometimes yeah. getting to them, but finding them is not so bad. A, a ram that's grown that much well, mass, 10 inches that much versus horn 36 from inches. a little lamb and lives 8 to 9 to 10 years to maturity, and he's been on that mountain, and he has – it's there's something majestic. There's more character to a sheep than a goat. The so goats kind of look the same. So what was your synopsis of the sheep show this year? Tell us about sheep show. Well, I, I guess from my perspective, I think the sheep show is is wildly successful in what they've done because they're a conservation group that wants to put um, – ran by a conservation group that wants to put and keep sheep on the mountain. Putting okay? more sheep on the mountain is their yeah, model. Yeah, and I get that, and I think it's good, and I like seeing all the people that spend a grotesque amount of money to support that. <laughs> and the myth – I wish PETA would come and right. um, and see and, – and sit at the auction. We would give them a vegan plate. 
and they could eat. But to see somebody spend a half a million dollars and know that money is going to conservation in that state to provide an opportunity for those sheep to grow, even though their Starbucks is sucking up the very space that they want to continue to say they're providing and supporting for the sheep. It's just amazing. So number one, um, if my synopsis of the sheep show is that I think the conservation of it is really a cool thing. Yeah, and and you know what we should do? We should call the president um, of the Sheep Foundation if that, and see if he wants to be on here. Yeah. You know, we did something in the newsletter here about three months ago, I think, about the drought they've been having in Nevada. Yeah. And how about they put those sheep waterers out there? Yep. Those, those they do gu- it in gu- all the western states. Guzzlers. Yeah, gu- they, but tanks. they donated money specifically to put in extra ones this last, uh, in 2020 for oh, because, 2021. Because of the drought. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those things you know, were who just. Who does a lot of that is an NBU, which is an. Uh, uh, Nevada Bighorns Unlimited. Right. Yep. They're actually the second biggest group behind the wild sheep. Yeah. So I think that that's cool. The second thing I think is cool is the fraternity of sheep hunters. Yeah. Whether they're old, young, that's um, I like. and there's I like a fraternity a there, yeah. and um, and to see the fraternity of the outfitters, like that stupid backpacking, because these guys, oh you gosh. know, they're all Bryant Martins. They're they're perverted. They spend too much of the time on the mountain by themselves, um, lonely, so intense. Let's, so um, tell so tell people about. People don't well, know let, let, let me about. finish. Let me finish what you're saying, race? and then you can yeah. go into the back. Well, then we'll okay. talk about the backpack <laughs> race, okay? Because the sheep show in itself, maybe we should just that we can talk about shot and SCI a little bit. Yeah. But the sheep show, what I like about it also, sheep show super unique. So the third thing yeah. is. Is that very I, specific. I like it's that it's boutique. That's what I was yeah. going to say. It's a very boutique show in the fact that um, the people that are there are to service that genre, and you can find anything there. I, I like, you know, uh, I, I like to see Barneys there from all the way down in uh, uh, from up in Alaska. Yep. Um, I like to see all of what it has to offer. And it's in, and then, Bobs. and then the three of those things creates the fourth one that I think is cool. And that's the intimacy. You know, um, I like that we have the clients that now understand why we're there. Cause we're selling some of the same sheep hunts they, but they come down and they go, okay, what do we have? Where do you want to send me? And what should I go look for? Right. And I, I like being that concierge service from a company's perspective there. I, I love Dave Carvala that comes in. And he gets all his beer from us. And Jack, that I don't know if he's ever bought uh, – Yeah, I don't think he's ever bought a hunt from us. But the fact of the matter, he's a member. We do his applications. And he, and, <laughs> he bought us a drink one time. And, 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 Jack, if you're listening, I love the fact that you come in and sit there. You're my buddy from Iowa. You're an old farm boy. I connect with you. And you're my ground wire there. And I like the fact that he's there looking around, and he comes and drinks our beer all day long. Yeah, what's the name of that boys. town? I can never remember so, the town. So, um, I'm, I'm not Minneapolis. Monoapolis, uh, Iowa. Um, what is it? I'll, I'll come anyway. up with it. But anyway. Um, not, probably even not even a town. He was so, a, he's a farmer. So a corn farmer. That's what I like about it. Yeah. But now there's some ancillary events that happen during the uh, show that are extraordinarily entertaining. Outside the auction. And that would be the what? Oh, the backpack race. <laughs> they, they, they used to have an outside backpack race. And I hope that I, the year that I blew out my knee. <clears throat> um, right after that, I helped Qual- organize qualify that. Qualify that, though. You didn't blow out your knee in the backpack No, race. but I blew it out in a, in a sheep mountain the, the previous fall. Right. But I helped, I helped you know, with, with that. And that, and the guys run around outside. And that was like a little, it was like a two or three mile course. And I know Greg McHale from the Yukon won it a couple of times. <clears throat> and some of those people, that, that's actually really a hard one. The inside one, basically, the drunk people hurt themselves and the non-drunk right. people don't usually. But usually there's always somebody that separates your shoulder 
you know, skins your, you know, their forehead Face. on the bouncer, bounces off the car. Yeah, know, the breaks the collarbone, does something crazy. Yeah, but I've shit. seen a couple times now separated, so, uh, separated and dislocated shoulders. Yeah, so so basically the guides, you know, you you can you can jump in this race. You wear and you usually wear sponsored, a backpack sponsored with by a QU, Stone Glacier, Stone Glacier, year. whatever. And and they put a bag last of, two years it's been Stone Glacier. Yeah, they put yeah. a bag of cement in. the well, it's forty pounds. Cafaro yep. did it one or two years. There's forty pounds. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> the one year it was and 80. these people put these packs on, and they take off running over balance beams that are homemade on bricks and two by fours. The, the one year Brian, it was eighty. It was two two bags of salt for the dudes and one for the females. Yeah, well, forty is crazy, and forty uh, is crazy. Eighty kind of like flattens a, some of the guys. When, when you have a handicap of eight Jack Daniels or whatever, and slick like cowboy boots. Yeah, they're bleep. They're doing this in freaking street clothes and cowboy boots. Now some of them get, some of them take their shoes off. They come in running shorts. Uh, some dude had spandex on. I was like, brother, you seriously need to go to your room and like take that off. Um, so and put <laughs> yeah, just put on, on some side. hiking pants. Yeah, <laughs> let's do something different, man. He came down ready to no go. No junk hanging out. So mm, so what are yeah. they going for? Um, I don't know it, what it, do it, they win. You win a pack. <laughs> I think that I think the female winner and the male winner, and it doesn't. They don't have age groups, so usually the twenty and early thirty year old guys win. Um, they usually give a pack to the female winner and the one to the male winner. So they put these backpacks on, put so weights year, in them. There's a, like a little obstacle course. Obstacle yeah, so course. You, you run this through year, like the the, yeah. the um, it was kind of a goofy the bell cart. And yeah, people so will catch their pack on the bell cart, and I've seen the whole bell cart fly oh, yeah. with the people, and they do a face oh, pack on the bell cart yeah. on their back. Oh. So and then at the end, they grab an airsoft gun, pump it, and shoot three beer bottles that are stacked up. <laughs> they didn't so do that they before. They started with to the course this year was tires, you know, like in football camp when you had the tires, you had the high right. knees. Yep. So they had seven tires set up. And then you had, had a, a balance beam. Then you had a balance beam. Then you had to jump over and, a roadblock. And, and then they had the cheesiest hurdle. hurdle. It was on two garbage cans. <laughs> Taped down with a, with a two by six. <laughs> it was horrible. And then you ran through the, the bell cart. And then you ran 10 you, yards through the bell cart. Yep. And then you shot And you, you stopped shot at a barrel gun. and shot the Nerf Go ahead. Yep. You shot the Nerf gun, and then it was a dead sprint. And some of the guys, ass. by the end, said... They just threw the Nerf gun yeah. at the thing and turned oh. around and took off. <laughs> so, Pretty soon, so uh, next year, they're going to have to add a horse mannequin and a stump and dry hump it three times. So, so it's a little bit like sheep hunting anyway. <laughs> yeah, you got to be a little off your rocker to do it. That's yeah. exactly right. But they keep right. adding things. But usually what happens is it starts about 9.30 or 10.00. And people been at the banquet since about six or six thirty, and they're getting pretty drunk. Yeah, because before this right. meal starts, so you got four to five hours of beer and whiskey combined with a drunk. Um, Drunk, um, well, well, I mean, and sheep guides. guides that do cowboy shit all their life, riding horses up in the mountains, looking for. And a lot of eight, them, a lot of them haven't been out for a while. They just got done cat hunting and well, everything well, else, and so this is their social. You, you notice that the, the, the old lockdown in Canada didn't treat everybody good when they got into, when they got into the show because they they couldn't make it back through Canada without flagging so, their COVID. Test. So the sheep show, the sheep show for us is is an. You know, we haven't been going that long. I think this is our fourth year. And, uh, yeah, yes. Third or fourth? Your fourth. Because how many times have you been there? Twice? This is my twice. And I've been there two. I was well, there. Because I, I got laid. I missed my yep. flight got delayed. The yep. one so year this is our fourth then, year. Yeah, fourth year. And then last year I was at gymnastics. Yep. So, so this is our fourth year. And I would say that. For me, it's just it's just a lot of fun. We we have a uh, um, we have one of our British Columbia outfitters that comes in the booth with us the last two years, mm -hmm. and he works right in the booth with us, and that's been and big. he knows a lot of people because when I, yeah. I I've known him since I was in my mid twenties. Right, him and his and his and original wife they 
they were guiding and for some of the stone sheep outfitters up north and i met him when he was in his mid-20s yeah and he's he so he's in there and then we're not far from our alaskan outfitter and so we have our own little i guess mini uh, community we have our own village <laughs> in inside of this and so there's a real there's a fraternity inside the fraternity and, and it, it's a lot of fun and now we've changed our approach this year I, I want everybody listening to know that we've changed our approach to our our booths especially the uh, um, the four big ones we do the sheep show or the three big ones the sheep show the expo in Iowa we have outfitters in our booth this year we have some of our best and we did a little bit of this in Iowa before it got shut down. The la- Actually, the last show, just before COVID, we were doing this, too, at the Sheep Show in Iowa. Yeah, Iowa hasn't yeah. gotten shot, shut down, though, did they? One, t- we- one year. One year. Yep. Oh, they did. Yep. So, um, no. No, because we left... We left, and a week later, everything. Well, closed. we actually and that last next year, did, yeah. and then they did it anyway. That they last did it year, anyway, in the face s- of controversy. Yeah, and and so I don't think it's. I don't think you never lost one. We just finished that show and driving home, and stuff was shutting down. That's correct. So anyway, so so that what, was the last show for the week the year. So we have a little bit of a new approach in the fact that we're having an outfitter in there with us. Okay, and then we also are bringing our um, director of um, bookings. And so she knows all these outfitters. So we have uh, we have a resource from home office outside of our booking agents slash advisors in there, and um, and Kelly, and she's amazing to have in there. And then um, and uh, and then we have our draw application, our internal draw application that, that we have at the shows. And so what it's done is it's created a different dichotomy for us. Because I, I feel like we're even trying to be a bigger resource, you know. Yeah, it was funny this year. People would bring their buddy down. He's my referral. I get my point. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I want to make sure I get that point because they get everybody. If you get a referral, you. Uh, yeah, you refer somebody and, and, and you get points on your dashboard. Yep. So, that's, so that's a big deal. We need to do a podcast on that. Yeah, we will. Sooner than later. Um, so anyway, I would say that's what it is for me. I love the Sheep Show. It's my favorite show. Um which is so different. It's so boutique. Yep, exactly. Um, so yeah, the, you know, I mean, the stuff's fun. You watch, you know, the the uh, the auctions. I I I don't I I don't need to see the auctions as much as some. That that's not my favorite part. But there's there's a lot of uh, I would say Utah and. Uh, I would say Utah has a better banquet than Sheep Show simply because it carries your interest and they have the entertainment at the end. They bring in really good, uh, like a a band. A couple pretty famous ones. Yeah. Nugent was there one year. Yeah, oh yeah, and uh, and I like the speakers at the uh, um, yep, at, at the, the expo. expo. Um, so I would say the banquets at the expo were better than the sheep show. The sheep show is more boutique, yep. and it's a cooler. For it's it's a pretty cool fraternity. The thing about the expo is it's awesome, it's great, but you have you know we're a booking service that wants to talk hunting, and at the expo you get everybody that's it's a big it's more, it's DIY. More DIY. It's a giant DIY, and if the, they are the sheep booking, hunting, is more outfitted hunts because you can't hunt Canada and Alaska without. Right. Right. And in right. the expo is more the guys that are in there to tell you what they know when they when they come in well, with their own backpacks on to go to the show. It's a different crowd. <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, well the, the the expo is mainly, in my opinion, mule deer and elk hunters, with the guys that do a little bit of everything else when they can afford it. But it's primarily Utah and one or two surrounding states that go to the expo. Yeah, where the, the sheep shows more more um, you know U.S. and in Canada wide. 
Yeah. Yeah, totally. Very, very Chief shows an older, an older crowd. It is. Yep. And then the Grand Slam Club, add about 10 or 15 years to it. Yeah. And the Grand and Slam Club, the, most of those guys are working on two, three Grand Slams, a lot of them. And there's a few young people right. go there, but it's a very small amount. They usually go with their parents. And I like SCI. SCI is a get-it-done. SCI is heavily weighted by Africa, I right. would say. And, uh, um, and really expensive guns and fur coats. Yes, and it's, uh, um, it's a very wealthy, you know, it's the elite of the elite part. That was Brian. He breathed heavy. I thought his head was falling off, too. Yeah, I thought it was an avalanche there. <laughs> COVID. Um, and then, was it uh, COVID exhale? I, I would say uh, um, SHOT Show. You know, the SHOT Show is one of those things you have to get a background. I guess I don't need Well, yeah, you have to get credentialed to credential. get into the SHOT Show. 63 miles of aisles. That's a whole different deal. That's totally. That's a lot of special. That's a lot of special ops and police officers yeah. and stuff there. Lindley went there this year for the first time. And because we had meetings and I didn't want to even go, I was going to have all my meetings outside of it. So I didn't have to go onto the floor. <laughs> and so, um, I, I and that the night before we had our first dinner and I was setting up dinner, lunches and breakfast around the shot show, everything out of the shot. Show. Good luck. with that. And so I had it all pulled off until Lindley goes, well, we need to go in and see so-and-so. And he's like, yeah, well, uh, one of our Bob Hennessy, um, uh, one of our advisors, okay, he said, yes, and w- w- we have an appointment with them at their booth or whatever it was. And I was like, Summer's your Mario. So I begrudgingly went and give them our credentials registered. And So we um, don't have a booth that's shot. We've no, we don't have a booth. booth. So nope. Never did. Yep, no, nope. and never will. Right. Um, but and I shouldn't no, say never, well, never. But, but no, so no, that's no. a general, different. No. That's a totally different show. That's uh, that's, that's where all the yep. retailers go to buy yep. from the manufacturers right. for their their thing. You have militaries all over the world that show up there. You have so what does shot stand what, what, for? Shooting, hunting, hunting, outdoor, outdoor trade show. Yeah. Now was it as was it about half as busy as normal? Was it busy? Pretty amazing that these we all knew that. Was it was it? You know what, Brian? Fifty. I would say when I got there, I told Brad. I said it was it was sixty percent down, sixty five. Yeah, so more than fifty. So so I thought so. Uh, um, now, after a day and a half of walking through there, because Lindley went in and she lit up like a freaking Christmas tree. If I would have known this shit, I would have had her there eight years ago. Um, she went. She put her executive smile on, and she got the app. She says, "Download the yep. app." See, Brian and we're needs a little go. coaching. We need to back this up because this is a show. No, we're not you, digressing. Let's you, just keep going. You, you right need a little this. coaching to get through the shot show. Yeah, the shot show because I feel like everybody's a whore out there just selling themselves and their soul to get sponsorships or to get if you're not in yeah, the there's a purchasing. Lot of that. Yep. And so, and I just, I it just drives me nuts. But anyway, that's just me. Um, but Lindley's like, well, we have relationships with this company, this company, this company. We sell for this company, and we market with this company i want to go see and she knew all the people and she was like let's go see them and, and she walked into the booth and they they, they that mean people it's, go oh i know who you are i know who you are i know you it was we were received like we've never been received i should have taken a five foot three but little blonde with uh um leggings on eight years ago and didn't what the hell was i thinking so anyway <laughs> that was pretty good i told brad the first day is down 65 percent. however what they did with the sheep show or the shot show is that they spread it out. So you have that Venetian or whatever expo uh, that was the, the, uh, uh, um, the big uh, convention center there by, by same the place. Sands? This, yeah. I mean, the one where you... Where you it, it. They used to have it in the Sands. Yeah. Part, well, of it, part of it, anyway. It, yeah, yeah. Is the Venetian and the Sands connected? But anyway, whatever. We went down into the Venetian, and it was over there in that big convention oh, center, yeah. okay? Yeah. Well, now what they've done is they've hooked it up 
to the Caesars, new Caesars Forum Convention. Oh, behind, we'll try to cross from it. Be, no, right, yeah, but be, it, it's right behind the Lynx and the Flamingo. So you got the Lynx, the Flamingo, Haras, the Venetian, and it used to be in that area behind the Venetian. Now there's a sky bridge that goes over the new convention center, so they just spread the whole thing out. So there was two things that made it interesting. I would say it was down 50% because what they did but was they spread area. it out. They had more floor so yeah, that people weren't you condensed. You can't so you weren't so crowded then. That's you correct. You can't, time. you can't just walk. You have to walk and dodge. And, and then dodge. the second thing would be that all of the European vendors, Benelli, Beretta. No, um, not there? Th 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 absent. Well, look, I, I talked to the guy at Nalser. He wasn't there. Weatherby didn't go. Yep. I, I, what about Horny? Were they, were they there? Yeah, I, yeah, I believe Horny. But I know, I know Nalser's always has a big booth. I, what about Leopold? Were they there? Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. We were in their booth. The Governor Nome was coming in when I was talking to Bruce. I heard um, she was there, yeah. What about yeah. Kenetrek? Were they there? 100%. We went and saw them, and Jim was there. And Jim, Jim was very, very you're not the guy. Actually, you're not the guy with the red shoelaces anymore. Excuse, yeah. Jim, <laughs> Jim, wants to do a, uh, Jim wants to do a podcast with us. So write that we'll on the list. Mark that down. Yeah, write that down so I don't forget it. Jim wants to do a podcast with us. So, um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So I but told I know that, they've so had a hard time getting story. inventory from Italy. Yeah, super hard time because they were because because we got stuff on back order with them a lot. No, a lot of people couldn't so, get boots from them. So, but that's every boot manufacturer. But that's a that's a cool one. But you can't you can't just show up and go to Shot Show. No, Shot Show's totally totally. Different. I used to spend the entire I do three when I did stuff with Hunting Fool years ago, and I would go research stuff. I would spend full three hunting three days, just combing talking. I would go. I would get like I, I wasn't so much about like getting sponsors. I was looking for products that the normal hunter wouldn't see, and stuff that they could use on hunting trips, you, whether technology or whatever. And you loved it, didn't you? I prefer the equipment because I can talk to a good outfitter on the phone, but I can't touch the equipment. Right? You can see the because you can't touch the animals that you're hunting. You can only see the photos with online. You can do a lot of hunting business on the phone, but you can't touch the Kenetrek boots. You can't touch the Mystery Ranch pack. You can't touch the Leopold. You know, new turrets and stuff. You can't, and you have to go to the trade shows. For so, for me, I love the. Probably the worst thing about being an outfitter is I didn't get to spend, uh, you know, two days on the show floor. Well, it's funny you say that because I would say this was my favorite shot show ever if there could be such a thing because I always hated it. You have more it, time. So You're not so crowded. You're not waiting in line to talk to people. And and with Lindley there, she knew all of our contacts. She was super well received, and they rolled out right away. Can I show you our new line this year? That was immediate response to her, and it was like we just got the red carpet treatment. Well, so you're really Did recognizable you see Leica? too because usually people, when when we – show up everybody you're big you're just six four you know what 290 sasquatch and everybody knows you and like <laughs> hey brian hey the big guy well not quite 290 maybe 248 <laughs> he's uh, trying to play nice <laughs> i'm processing this so yeah. I, so i don't use the f word <laughs> And the U word in one but, but sentence, that's like an F U, something like that. So well, Florida that's nice University. That's, a, yeah. that's the nice thing about Rogan's podcast; they don't edit anything. No, I understand. Well, that. bleep bleep would be looking for a new job. <laughs> yeah, if I Rogan. said U, there would be a lot of uh, they might get bleeped right there, um, and you guys would never even know. Bleep would be bleeped. monitoring the sound nope. and not bleeping. You know what? And I, I'm <laughs> he's a, writing it down. <laughs> this many uh, minutes and seconds. Brian said U. <laughs> now, if I just say U. Does that keep you working? I told you, you you have to use a bigger, more strategic pause if you're going to do your own bleeping. Um, but anyway, and then SCI. SCI, they, they all kind of wrapped into one. It's kind of a two-and-a-half-week. I'm glad you've digressed from the you're kind of a noticeable guy. See, see for, I'm, teasing, I'm teasing. For eight or ten years, I would go to SCI and never had a booth. 
Cause and it, that was my favorite show because I, my friend's wife was in charge of uh, all the marketing for SCI. And I, back when Schwarzkopf and George uh, Bush Sr. would go, I would, I would help and follow them around some with the camera guy because I knew a lot of the people. And we would we would get a photos in here and there, so it was interesting. Hey, back you know then. who I saw at the uh, the SCI? I'm I'm Larry Potterfield, and thanks for your business. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> did you see the my pillow guy? Uh, no, I did not see. Is he a hunter? I don't know, but don't he know. he would be in that crowd. Um, but anyway, Larry Dude's Potterfield. Larry Potterfield was there. Um, so anyway, yeah. So the shows, it's fun. It's fun to see all the new stuff. It's fun to catch up with the outfitters you know. It's fun to see your clients. It's it's fun to be there. It's fun to meet new clients, like you said. Yeah. It's fun to get out there. Um, what I like is offering our service access, value, and education. When people walk into our booth, um, I love to show them our software. I love to show them how they can bring their own dashboard to life. Um, that that's fun for me to have that conversation well, day in and day out. You at, know what I'm saying? At Sheep Show. It was funny. The, one of the neat things about that is we had our BC outfitter in with us, and he did a podcast the day before we left, right? <laughs> and we had so many people stopping because he's like, podcast, what's a, I don't know, does he even know what a podcast is? We just I think him, he does. We handed him a headset, right? Said, here, we're doing a he's, podcast. He's done a couple. He's really good. <laughs> he so is. He's amazing at it. Yeah. But at the Sheep Show, we had, hey, I love your guys' podcast. He was sitting there chuckling. He's like, oh, my gosh. People really listen to this thing because we had yeah. so much feedback. Hey, you know what? That, that reminds me. Big shout-out to Hawaii. Four. We've had four calls from Hawaii this week about our shooting schools yeah, and guys one coming of my friend, course. Uh, Jesse. Jesse? J- Jesse said he stopped and saw yes, you. Yes, he did. Um, yes, with him and his son, Jesse. Yes, and big shout-out to him. He's probably 40. Yeah, super nice guy, fit guy. Yep. I don't know what he's doing following you. But anyway, um ah, <laughs> He's making me look good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's make yeah, he's make I'm making him look good. Yeah, you're making him look good. Exactly. Anyway, that wasn't even nice after Brad throws those shots to me about being big and then I give you one on that. So Lord, I apologize. <laughs> anyway. Um so no, it was you know Well, well I've heard fun. this for years. Oh yeah. Uh, it's shot show. Okay. The loophole guy said, Oh yeah, I saw your big buddy over there. He is looking a little worn out, you know, because Brian's sitting there, I hate I hate it. I hate it. I do. <laughs> you do. I do. So I have a question. Yes. So when it comes to service value, service access value and education, yes. SAVE. So when it comes to that, what one thing did you take back from any of those three shows that you think fits into those, at least one of those categories that you were, are able to, maybe it was something new that you can give to your membership? To the Rolling Bones no, membership. Yeah, I would say that we're gonna we are providing better access, which gives service, okay? Better service and access to really new innovative products that we're working on moving down the road with for our hunters from East Coast to West Coast. Does that make sense? Um, Lindley spent one day specifically focused on whitetail deer hunting and um, waterfowl. And she wanted to go back because in their press releases, it showed what they were focused on and the, the gear and stuff that they had designed for those two genres of hunting. Whitetail is the biggest hunting in North America. Nobody's, there's not one Turkeys species. and whitetail. Yeah, there's not one species in this world that's more influential in the hunting community than and whitetail white deer hunting. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And white, totally. And, and um, you know, uh, quality game management, you know, QDMA. Um, it, it changed a lot for it. It was a leader in the industry. And um, I would say that she, 
got connected with some stuff that's launching in June that we're going to be able to bring to everybody in May because they're going to let us be a part of their press release on some of these new products. Does that make sense? For yep. sure, value. Yeah. And then, and that, that I think that sure that's access because, and value. Yeah, because we're bringing we're bringing more high quality stuff on. Yeah. Um, you know, we've all used all the dehydrated meals. We're bringing on a really good dehydrated meal company. And I've um, used that for three years up in Canada. Peak really refuel. Good. Yeah. And yeah, and peak refuel. And that was, that was one that they came up to us at a show at the show and said, Hey, we, we know you guys from marketing Kings and what you've done with Kings. And we know how you feel about their, um, XK seven and, um, XKG. XKG and yeah. we would like you to be involved with us. Would you consider it? They came over, talked to Lindley. We went through everything. And the funny thing is, is before Brad and I were going on that caribou hunt that was canceled, I went and bought every dehydrated food there was, and I started trying them. And, um, the, uh, the, the sweet sour pork, um, for peak was like, dude, I could live on that. Shit. It's super good. Uh, it was, it's super good. It's, it's even better than the mountain house, sweet and sour pork. It, and I it, like the mountain house. I like the mountain house too. That was my favorite and peak buried. And it requires less water, less water yeah, and it has nice. more protein. And so I like that. And it's things like that, that I would say the shows are bringing that we're, and that's a Utah we based company. Yep. And super good people. And then, um, yeah, a few years ago when they first launched, they came around to all the outfitters. They brought you a sample meal and gave you like all this stuff if you wanted to get it for your company. Yeah. And so, so it's fun. It's just fun to be that resource and get connected right with them when they're bringing it out. And then I would say the waterfall stuff that I saw because waterfall is really, really expanded. And we are going to spend a lot of our um, late winter, early spring on the slam, the bird slam, the sheep slam, the grand slam, the, 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 the 29, the, the top slam. 29, the, the turkey slam. And so there's a lot of these hunters right now that are like, you know what? I want to support these programs and I want to go get mine. And so what, what we're going to, aren't we going to come out with a magazine this summer called Slam It? And we're going to have uh, um, a comprehensive. And there is some gear and stuff that we got connected with that will be perfect for that. So I think that, that would be my answer yep. to you. Yep. Good. That, does that answer? Nope. Good answer. No, Perfect. I just, yeah, I just kind of wondered, you know, because you, you invest a lot of time, resources, and going long distances to yeah, these. Sure. And kind of yeah. wonder what you bring back that's yeah. going to benefit the members. Yeah. There's a, and then SCI, we, we have, we do have a few shows left. We have Western Hunt Expo that's in uh, Salt Lake. And then we have 10 days, Iowa. Iowa in March. And that's in Des Moines, the Des Moines Whitetail Classic. And then and I, I'm canceling my trip and VIP passes to the Iditarod to go to Iowa. Good for you. Wow. Um, so, well, I, I, I want to go see my mom and my father-in-law, and I'm going to move the Iditarod to next year. Um, and simply, the other thing is, is I have to be. You could just do it to next. I month have to be and two and a half weeks. End of it. I have to be two and a half weeks later. I have to be back up. We're, we got to be back up In there. Alaska. Because we're at the sportsman's show, the yeah. Great Alaskan Sportsman Show. Yeah, so, are you going to sell the dog sled then? That's out in the parking lot. Um, yeah, I'm getting the hell rid of that. Uh, no, I'm teasing. What I was actually going to do is when we went, I was going to surprise Lindley, and I was going to bid on that um, uh, donation ride that you can go from uh, um, Anchorage to – it goes like five miles towards Palmer, and they do that thing, and you bid on the, your, the dog sled you want, and then you get to ride out and leave the start line with them. If I and took so, Susie uh. on a dog sled ride in Alaska, I, I don't think that there's a – world in which i would get beaten a 
my harder. Mouth. Oh my god! So well, Lindley was <laughs> like, dude, Lindley loves dogs. Lindley yeah. does like outside, but so Lindley was like, yeah, let's do this. So, but we're gonna wait till next year. So anyway, so we have Iowa in the lower forty-eight. We have Iowa and Salt Lake, and I always Salt say, yeah. I always laugh because um, one's a very, one's a very um, uh, culture-rich. Um, Christian Mormon culture That's definitely in Utah, like. and it's and it's big whitetail. The other one's a very Christian culture rich Amish. Lutheran, no, um, <laughs> Lutheran uh, whitetail. Well, there's so, plenty of Amish so, in Iowa, and, and and the young Lutheran guys have curved bills, and they raise big whitetail, and the. Uh, the Utah Mormon guys, guys have flat bills and raise big <laughs> mule deer, and so it's kind of funny that these two shows, but they're, they are they're big for two us. of the polar opposites, are it, they not? It, other than they have real conservative Iowa, values. In Iowa, at, at nine in the morning, the guys are walking around with those tall boy beers, right? And they're yeah, they are in Utah too. <laughs> not, not as <laughs> not, much. Not as no, much. No, not as but, much. But anyway, um, but that, that yeah, it's just interesting. You have a lot more bonnets in uh, Iowa. Yeah, because of the Amish. Um, I, I would like to give a big plug out to or shout out Let's to John. Let's mark that one, COVID. To John Bungie um, because John, um, is it? It's Bungie. Bungie, yeah, not Bungie uh, Jump. John Bungie. Yeah. John, if you're listening, my apologies on that, brother. Um, he, in the face of controversy, kept it going last year. This year, you know, I love supporting that guy. Number one, he runs a great show. Hard-working guy. Unbelievable. And he doesn't have this special draw allure, the allure of a special draw like Sheep Show, like SCI. They don't have that big auction. But he runs a hell of a good show, and it's worth flying in to see. It's worth if you like He did a podcast with us. Yeah, we're going to do another one. If you like Whitetail, that's a place you got to go. All those 200-inch Whitetails. Big deer. And so they have a measure – they have a – official scoring contest and so all these people bring their whitetails in and it's it's pretty cool yeah and if you're looking at booking a whitetail hunt you definitely need to come to iowa come into our booth and we'll take you down and maneuver you through the outfitting uh strategies of iowa start getting you points and because there is a a strategic approach to iowa that you could kill that 180 190 class whitetail and uh, we know those people and so, yeah, that's much what cheaper, I would say. Much cheaper than Stone Sheep also. Yeah, and I, that's what I would say. And Iowa's amazing. And, uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to the end of show season. I, I can't believe it's already halfway through. But What's your uh, favorite show we have left? Um, we have Alaska. We have Iowa. We oh, have Salt Can I tell you something? All of them. And I, I, I don't mean to sound <laughs> like that. Uh, I don't mean to sound like you Joe like Biden. You like the Utah show? Um, I like each one for what it is. Yeah. I like um, – I like – I like Alaska because everything's white, but it's warming up and there's super long days there. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah. And I get to see all the fishing charters. Yeah. And we go more to vet all those fishing charters yeah. and the outfitters that's a, and that's be That's a heavy outfitters. emphasis of what we're going to do. We have this a year small booth. We have a small is, booth there. And we're there to support our yep. people and to buy them dinners and go to lunches with them and get to know other outfitters. And so, you know, it's a vetting. Our 10-foot booth there is yeah. nothing more than a gateway to right. the world of Alaska. Does so that make sense? serendipitously, I would say our caribou hunt that got canceled, there was nothing actually good about that. Uh, <laughs> except that, that it got canceled. Except, yeah. that, except that we fished, and I'm telling you what, if you like fishing, 
you got to get on some of these fishing. Yeah, we got some of the up. best chartered oh fishing, gosh. and 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 you it's had not been to those like I had, right? And and oh. did did Alaska's we, did we not nail fishing. it? Oh my! Gosh. Was I not able to pick up the phone, have Kelly call our resources, and the, turn it into a well, five day fishing? That trip? was pretty neat because it. it we had quite an adventure. And if planned. we would have just been members and, and booked a hunt with Rolling Bones and then said, shoot, that got canceled. Yeah. Hey, what can, what what can, can we do? do while we're here? Because. Um, wow. Yeah, because we caught. We we went on the. the Kenai, Everything. Uh, well, yeah, it was Kenai. We were hunting the Kenai. Or hunting the Kenai. We were fishing the Kenai. That was pretty cool. Um, silvers. And then we went on, out into the ocean and we uh, fished for halibut and kings. And, you uh, I mean, we, we just got. A couple of days of unbelievable fishing, and we brought a ton of fish back. I mean, a ton of. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Somebody oh. said there was supposed to be some fish here in the freezer in the bone cave that were brought back. Oh yeah, back I from just haven't. Trip. I haven't brought any up because oh. I don't want. I don't want Mary to have any. Oh. Um, but you can definitely <laughs> get some. Mary, Mary's in the other room. She's working late tonight. Um, we're not gonna. We're not gonna share uh, with um, Mary. No. Share with Mary. This no, is actually, share with Mary. actually, if you <laughs> somebody could send me a text tomorrow because I have to go box some other stuff up. It's Wednesday tomorrow. Is right? it halibut yep. or salmon? Uh, yes, both. Yeah, you know and what? It's, you and have it's, that. it's Ocean Kings too. The yeah. coveted Ocean Ooh. Kings. You have that the silvers down at the Bone Cave. We should bring some. The of silvers that actually eat the best, don't they? Why? Well, well, I have silvers. I have uh, kings. No, we left that one big box at the. It's at the. It's at the butcher shop. That's what we should do some night instead of. I always cook red meat here. Uh, we don't have any sockeyes though, but they are good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know what. Every show is my favorite for what it is. I don't want to separate them. I like Utah because I like the banquets and I like that one night auction. Um, the social the aspects night. at Utah is, is better. Social, I get to see Tracy Valdez, Jim Bringhurst. I like the Utah some of show our friends. I like uh, um, Iowa's great because I get to see I get to see the Wolves. We all we all get to see Brian yeah. Wolf and all of Hoot. that contingent. Hootie, don't leave Hoot um, out. Uh, you know, so I like that. Um, and uh, Alaska, we have to be there because I like vetting all those places, seeing all those guys, and continuing those relationships. So I would say they're all a necessity to for what they are and where they're at. So anyway, well, guys, great podcast. Thank you for listening today. And here's our quick reminder. Um, be sure to subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you'll find us on iTunes, <sighs> the anti – oh, Sorry. The anti, you'll find us on iTunes. Brian Martin's tired. Um, oh, the anti, I think I was, I was yawning, today. so I didn't cough. The anti Neil Young program, Spotify, Google Play, and many other locations. Also, um, if you would like, we would appreciate an honest review. Let us know what you think. Give us some topics you'd like to hear. Uh, we want this podcast to be very valuable for you. And we want it to match and meet our expectations with service, access, value, and education. Well, next week we'll have more downloads than Neil Young. So, be a first. Um, yeah. <laughs> That'll be crazy because he is, will no longer be there. Anyway, again, thanks for joining us today. Head on into rollingbones.com. Check out our membership. We are ready to make your next adventure the best one yet. It's what we do. And uh, I just want to say thanks. Stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting.